Okay, now I turn over the microphone to Harav Binyamin Tabori. We have an unusual yard site this week. Well, it's different than our usual assortment of Achwanim and Mishonim. Today's yard site is the ultimate, the first yard site written down, whose date is recorded in Jewish history. In fact, the only one recorded in the Tanakh. The upcoming yard site of Aaron HaKohen. Aaron ben Amram, Kohen HaGadol, uh, 3,000 years ago. Halav Tavori. This week, Rosh Chodesh Av is the yard site of Aaron HaKohen. Aaron's history, of course, is mostly told in Chumash, but we'll try to analyze the character of Aaron based on what we see in Chumash, as well as what Chazal elaborated in Midrashim. The first time that we meet Aaron is actually in the conversation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had with Moshe Rabbeinu at the bush, at the sneh. When Moshe reluctantly argued with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and did not want to accept the position of being the leader of Bnei Israel, he pleaded, Shlach Nabiyatishlach, send with someone else. Moshe did not delineate who he felt the leader should be, but nevertheless, Chazal identified that with Aaron HaKohen, who was Moshe's older brother. And perhaps as a feeling of respect, or perhaps Moshe was leery that there might be a type of sibling rivalry, that he would be chosen to be the leader over his older brother. The answer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu at one point is, well, Moshe, you say, you're kvad pehu kvad lasho. You say it's difficult for you to speak, but you have a brother named Aaron Hako. Aaron. I know kidaber yedaberhu. I know that he has no speech impediment. He has no problem speaking. But then the Torah adds, vegamu yotzelikatcha. He is going out to greet you, the roacha v'samach balipa. When he sees you, when he will see you, he will be truly happy. Not just an external manifestation of happiness, but inwardly, the samach belibo. In his heart, he will be, he will rejoice. This is to be interpreted that even though Aharon understood that in a sense he would play second fiddle to Moshe, nevertheless he was happy with his position and happy that Moshe became the Manig Yisrael. Interesting that Medrash says that sometimes we don't know the impact of our actions upon history. Aaron was truly happy without an external manifestation of happiness. Nevertheless, he exhibited internally great happiness. The Medrash says, had Aaron known that this would be written if Aaron would have known that forever this would have been on parchment throughout history, embedded in stone for the entire universe, he would have gone 
He would have played musical instruments and gone dancing. Aaron was that happy that he saw Moshe that he really rejoiced. And then when they indeed indeed met, it says in Chumash, Vayelech Vayifkesheyu Bahara Elokim Vayishaklo. When Aaron met Moshe Vayishaklo, there was a kiss. The brothers kissed each other. The Medrish there comments that kiss was not just a biological concept that Moshe kissed Aaron, Aaron kissed Moshe. But they say, based on the Pasuk, Chesed ve'emes nivgoshu, Tzedek v'shalom nivgoshu. The concept of Chesed, loving kindness, and Emes, absolute truth, met. Tzedek v'shalom, justice and peace, nashaku. Kissed each other. Moshe is the symbol of Emes. Moshe, Emes, Visaraso Emes. Emes is absolute. It does not deviate at all. Chesed, the concept of loving kindness, is the concept of Aaron HaKohen. Tumecha veurecha leish chasidecha. The Pasuk in Vezos HaBracha says, Tumecha veurecha, those special priestly garments, go to the ish chasid, to that person who is a chasid, from the word chesed, from loving kindness. Aaron was the person of shalom, as it says, b'shalom uvamishar halachiti. Referring to the Kohanim, it says they walked with me in peace and in honesty. Moshe is the concept of tzedek ve'emes. Moshe is the epitome of it being a judge. Sitting in Bezdin, where absolute truth, emes, was his motto. Whereas Aaron's motto was chesed and shalom. The Mishnah in Pirkei Avo says that Aaron was ohev shalom, the rodev shalom. The Mishnah there says it would be a good advice for everybody. Have a mitamidav shal Aaron. Try to be one of the disciples of Aaron who was Oev Shalom Varodev Shalom. The commentators there quote two types of characteristics of Aaron. One, when he saw someone who was not following the proper path in his midos, in his characteristics, in his traits, in his personality, so some people would have rebuked him. Some people would have ignored him. Aaron set out to be his friend. Aaron went over and made a tremendous overture to create a friendship, a bond between him and this person who, to put it politely, did not go on the right path. 
And that person very often would say, Aaron apparently doesn't know who I really am. He would never have become so friendly with me had he known my true personality. Very often that person then decided he must live up to the idea, to the concept that Aaron thinks of him. If Aaron thinks so highly of him, it would only be appropriate for him to behave in such a fashion that Aaron could be his friend. Therefore, the Pasuk says, the Rabbim Heshiv Me'avam, referring again to the Kohanim, many people were brought back from sin, not by a heavy-handed method of approach, of reproach, but rather by friendship, by exuding a sense of love, compassion, and understanding for other people. Of course, we know the other Medrash, which perhaps is more famous, that Aaron, as an Oev Shalom, Verodev Shalom, used to try to make peace between any people who argued. And as is unfortunately the case, in many cases of Shalom Bayis, when there is no tranquility, no peace in the home itself, Aaron used to try to intervene. And how would he do that? According to the famous Medrash, if two people did not get along, Aaron would approach one of them and say to him, Chaim, I know you have a fight with Reuven, but do you know that when I spoke to Reuven, he was crying his eyes out? He was so unhappy. He was so upset. How could it possibly be that you and he don't get along well? He's trying so hard to figure out a way how to get closer to you. And then Aaron would go to the other one, repeat the same story. Of course, at first it was completely fabricated. But then when he told both people how much their friend loved them and wanted to become more friendly and wanted to overlook the past history between them, they made up as friends. It's interesting to note that Aaron is the one person that we know in Tanakh, in Jewish history, in a sense, is known, is famous for being a liar. Moshe is an Isha Emes. Aaron is a person who knew when it was possible to tell a lie in order to create shalom between people. When it says in the Chumash, as we learned, that Moshe said, I'm kvad peu kvad lashon, I'm find it difficult to speak. So the general interpretation and what we learned as children is that Moshe had a speech, a speech impediment. In fact, the morale is a discussion to try to explain why indeed Moshe had a speech impediment. For our purposes now, we could suggest that Kvad Peu Kvad doesn't necessarily mean that he had a speech impediment. It meant that he found speech difficult. He found it difficult to deviate from the truth at all. Moshe as an Isha MS had to speak the absolute truth. That is not always 
the best policy. Yes, generally, of course, honesty and truth is the best policy. But for the purposes of Shalom bias, for the purposes of Shalom, one is permitted to deviate from the truth. Of course, this is the famous machlokas between Beishamah and Basileel that we can't go into now. That Beishamah says, when you go to a wedding, you describe the kala kemoshi, as she is. And Basila says, you say about every single kala, how lovely she is. And Beis Shammai remonstrated with Beis Hillel, how could it possibly be? You're going to tell me that if a girl has a problem A, problem B, or problem C, or perhaps altogether, you should go tell them, what, describe her as she is? And they, uh, Beis Shammai said, how could you deviate from the truth? Beis Hillel said, how could you possibly say bad things? How can you hurt someone's feelings? So we know that this issue has been an issue in Jewish history. Aaron reflected the idea, that same Aaron who went into the Kodesh HaKadashim, about whom it says, Melamed Shloshina, Vayas Kena Aaron, Melamed Shloshina. Aaron did exactly what he was told to do. He did the Avoda with perfect equanimity, exactly as he was told to do. And nevertheless, Loshina, he did not change. But in this, he did change. In speech, he changed. He deviated from the truth in order to create Shalom. And therefore, the end of the life of Aaron Cohen has one word in it different than the end of the life of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is striking in determining the character and understanding who Aaron Cohen was. In Parshas Chukas, where the Torah related the story of the Petira of Aaron, it says, Vayifku es Aaron shloshim yom kol beis Yisrael. They cried for Aaron for 30 days, call Beis Israel, the entire Jewish nation. When Moshe dies, in the end of the Torah, it also says they cried, but it left out that little word, call Beis Israel. Not everyone cried. By Aaron, everyone cried. But Moshe, not everyone cried. Moshe, being the personality of Emes, the personality of Torah, was not necessarily made for each individual person. Daber, Yedaber was not his function. He found it difficult to talk to people. He found it difficult to try to go to instill, instill peace in family situations where possibly he would have to deviate from his idea of MS. But Aaron, everyone loved Aaron. Rashi points out, Kol Beis Yisrael means men and women. Men and women, perhaps, are not a question only of biology, but men represent those that learn Torah. Those are the people that could understand Moshe. The concept of women, the concept of the people who do not learn Torah, people who are not necessarily the uh, people who avoided dishonesty, avoided Enmity between friends may be considered here the women. They also loved Aaron. Everyone loved Aaron. Because Aaron is the symbol of Ohev Shalom, the Rodev Shalom. And therefore we are admonished, having the Talmid of Shalom. It's good for us to be the, the students of Aaron, to accept that concept of peace, 
Avshalom as being a central factor in our association with other people and try to encourage other people to make friends with everyone else. You've been listening to Rabbi Yamin Tavoid on the Yacht site, this week's Yacht site, the God of the Week, Aaron HaKohen, Rodev Shalom, Rohev Shalom.